Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through the Arts with a focus on dancing. And today's recipe is a chocolate crunch brownie. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long-term goals, and of course, cooking. On today's episode, we're going to take a deep dive into the entertainment world of dancing. We're going to teach you some of the things you can do with your degree or your experience, and also some of the places that you can go if you want. We're going to teach you how to make some amazing chewy brownies with a little bit of a crunch for some texture and lots of flavor on the inside. So sit back, get ready, and enjoy the episode. Please welcome Chef Hollywood. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Way Through Life with me, Chef Hollywood. We are cooking our way through the arts and we're focusing on dancing today. So we already focused on the arts of singing. And I want to go to the other side where we focus on some dancing because in the entertainment community, there are lots of different jobs and most people do you know, a little bit of both. But in this case, they have a concentration in one. So we want to focus on each of those areas. So I invited two of my really good friends who are pretty good dancers. I mean, you know, I dance pretty well, but they do it professionally, get paid for it. So I invited them on today to express some amazing, um, basically information, amazing tips, amazing gems, and some share some of their stories. So you can kind of see where you want to go if you want to become a dancer. So without further ado, I have Freddie and Becca who are dancers. They're also teachers and performers and just all around lovers of the arts. So please introduce yourself, guys. Hello, hello. Freddie, you go first. Uh-uh, ladies first. Well, my name is Becca. Um, I met Drake while I was on a cruise ship dancing with Freddie. Um, and yeah, what else would you like me to say, Drake? I mean, you know, just, just let the people know what are you, I mean, you are a dancer. I already said that, but let the people know who Becca is. Oh, um, well, I've been dancing since I was two and a half. Um, and then I started competing when I was seven, which you both know I'm pretty competitive person. So that's nothing, you know, (laughs) just a little, not like a lot, but. It's a little competitive. Um, but yeah, uh, dance has been a huge part of my life. I went to college not for dance. Um, but as soon as I graduated, I found myself like if I didn't have dance in my life, it was just like weird because I had done it for my entire life. Mm. So I auditioned and didn't really know what was going to happen. And then since I got a job working for a cruise line, I just haven't stopped since. So it's been a weird year since this is like the longest I've gone pretty much my entire life without like performing or like taking class on a regular basis. So very strange, but yeah, dance definitely is a passion and I'm very lucky that I've gotten to do and travel and see and meet so many different people through it. Awesome. And Freddie. Hi guys. I'm Freddie. Um, I'm a dancer too. I met Drake on the same contract that I met Becca Becca's my soulmate, so that's why we are both in this interview today, in this podcast today. We are a package deal. If you don't know, now you do. Um, 
So I already said that I'm a dancer. I started pretty late. I was 13 when I started dancing. It was 1999, I think, something like that. Um, so I started in a small dance studio, um, and I stayed there for a bunch of years. Uh, and then I did dance some dance companies in Brazil, uh, nothing too big. And then I came to America to dance for Royal Caribbean in 2007, and I'm still here after all of these years. Um, I like to play with people because I mean, I mean, I've the majority of these years were um, cruise ship contracts, so I I like to play with people that I'm a little barnacle stuck to the hull of the ship because I always think I'm gonna leave and I'm always back. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> dancer, people lover, nice. crazy person. There you go, people lover for sure. Yeah, it's also called a hoe, but yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know that we could talk that kind of language in this <laughs> in this podcast. It's my show. It's my. <laughs> also, so guys, Freddie's from Brazil, and I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. more towards That's the true. Philadelphia area. Oh, yeah, forgot about That's that. True. Neither one of us said where we were from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to do a chocolate recipe today. And mostly because when these two met me, I was working for America's Test Kitchen and I was doing all of these basically show, cooking shows at sea. And they were completely regular cooking shows. But when my mm-hmm. so-called friends would show up, they made them out to be very sexual. So we have a history of a they brownie show. It. You guys made it out to be um, that way. And um don't think so. so I decided to make a I took that recipe and it inspired me to make an additional recipe of a chocolate crunch brownie. So now we have a chocolate brownie with some macadamia nuts, a little bit of peanut butter, some white chocolate chips, regular chocolate chips. It adds a little more depth to the brownie recipe you guys know and love. So something you love, but uh, with a little extra notch there. I love so, it. <laughs> these brownies are amazing, but they take a long time to cool down. So we want to get them in the oven as soon as possible so that we can actually enjoy them later on. So the first step, guys, is to go ahead and get your cocoa powder, your espresso powder, and your unsweetened chocolate together. So in a bowl, we're going to get that together and we need to melt this chocolate down. So we're going to use our boiling water to melt the chocolate down. So working smart, not hard. We want to turn this into a melted chocolate surprise here. It's going to be very unsweet, though. So do not do not taste this yet. Just wait on it. And then we will move on to the next step in just a second. You know that Becca's going to be tasting. <laughs> chocolate? Huh? I see your face. I lost it. <laughs> so for no. you guys, both you got... <laughs> Both of you guys, um, you just expressed that you were dancers. And even though, Becca, you went to school for something else, like dancing is part of your heart. So you you were drawn back to it. So what, like, basically drawn you both to dancing? Um, and since Becca went first last time, Freddie, you go first. So you don't piggyback off her answer. Oh, my gosh. You're just calling me empty. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> well... <clears throat> I feel like to some degree, every human being has the desire to create something, you know what I mean? Like to be creative, whatever that 
area of your life may be that you're going to express it. Maybe through cooking, maybe through, you know, motherhood or fatherhood, maybe through your friendships, the way you decorate your house. We all have this innate desire to create, you know. Um, I always wanted to do something in the science field, but the more of those tests that I would take for aptitude of, you know, why I should be uh, or, you know, whatever, uh, I should invest my future in as far as, you know, a, a degree or an academic life, it would always point towards art. Um, I I grew up in Brazil, so I, Brazil is a highly, you know, it can be a very open country to some things and very, um, how can I put it without being like, aggressive towards brazil but <laughs> brazil can be really rough on on people expressing art especially men uh it sounds like i'm lying but you know i'm from there so just take my word for it so my uh, my family didn't really have a good time with my decision of <clears throat> starting to uh, wanting to start dancing uh for you know whatever reasons they had i don't i'm not gonna you know be mad at them but the the thing is i uh, stopped talking to my father <laughs> until he allowed me to start dancing so that's how um it started but to just to answer your, your basic question i just wanted to express my creativity through something and i always found dance to be something that i could i could do you know, I didn't think it was going to be for a living when I first started, but yeah, it turned out to be my favorite, you know, um, my favorite thing to happen upon because it's, it saved, it saved my life for, for sure. And it transformed me in many different ways. And obviously I was able to meet you guys through it. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> and Becca, what draw, what drew you to dancing? Um, so my, my sister is 10 and a half years older than me and she was a dancer. So as soon as I was born, I was watching her always. And like my mom has videos of me, like just starting to walk, like putting on my sister's costumes and like trying to do everything that she was doing in the room. Like she would be practicing and I'd be in the back, like trying to do it. My mom would be like, Oh my God, like relax. <laughs> Um, so that definitely was like, she knew right away, like she's going to be a performer. Like I was always very expressive and like wanted to do exactly what she was doing, which, you know, when she was graduating at 18, I was seven. So I was like trying to do stuff that she was doing at 18, which like obviously was a mess, but you know, it definitely made me work harder. Um, and then growing up, it was just really hard for me to like express what I was feeling and dance was like the only thing I had that like allowed me to do that without verbally saying it. I could just do it without saying anything. And people would be like, wow, I really felt what you were like performing in that. And that made me feel like, okay, like if I can't speak it, as long as I can do this, I have something that like allows me to get that out. So I think that throughout my life has been like a constant, like strong part of it. So. Oh, nice. Becca. And of course, meeting you guys has been. Oh. <laughs> now, who's speaking back in? Who's speaking? You, <laughs> you can't even say it. You can't what? even no, say it. No, I can't. <laughs> but for sure, like, I think definitely, like, 
like Freddie said, like when you work on a cruise line, you don't just interact with like the people you're working with. And, you know, you make those close relationships with people you're performing with, singers, dancers, actors, whoever. Um, but getting to work on a ship where you're meeting people from all over the world with doing different things, like you create connections and friendships that last a lifetime. So it's been very special. Nice, thanks. And I'm happy I met She's you guys. About- I don't no, <laughs> definitely not talking about you, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy I met you guys though. I don't dance like you, you know. I dance I dance more like crew party style. Um look, look but, that is a skill in itself. But, I can't do that. <laughs> I look crazy. Dancing while drunk is a skill, guys. Uh, <laughs> Hello. But I feel the same way about, about cooking though. I um I kinda identify with that where I just I it took I definitely feel you freddie when you said it i didn't think it was a career i even went for my computer science degree because i did not think i could sustain a lifestyle being a chef because i didn't see it like it wasn't any representation of it out there for me besides being a celebrity chef and i'm not rich ray i wasn't working at costco then oprah came and picked me you know so (laughs) but yeah so i got to meet you guys and it's great life has been really good so Nice. Before we move on to some other aspects of the dancing world, let's get back into this recipe because we really have done nothing. So we want to start cooking now and actually get our brownie together. So we basically have our cocoa powder, espresso powder, and unsweetened chocolate melted down with our water. We need to add in some fats, though. So when you think about brownies and a lot of baked goods, we have fats that keep them moist. And that's the most important part of the fats being in the recipe itself. So in this case, we're using half oil and half butter. So this gives us the great ability of having the amazing flavor of butter and the crispiness that it comes with when we're cooking with it. But we also get the complete moisture of the oil in there. So it's a great combination. Evens each other out. Now, the problem is... Oil and butter you would use? um, Vegetable oil works good. And with your butter, this is just one of those things where you want to just use no salt butter. So as a rule of thumb, I always tell people when you're baking, try to start buying non-salted butter overall. When you buy salted butter, we have to add water in it to offset the salt. So every brand adds a certain amount of water in it and you never know how much. So if me, if all three of us make the same recipe with salted butter, it's going to come out different. But if we make the same recipe with unsalted butter, they'll usually be a, a similar. Interesting. Right. So helps you out a little bit. Now, the only problem is, guys, when you are baking with this recipe and you never baked before, as you're mixing in that melted butter and that oil, your whole brownie recipe is going to look like it just broke. So it's going to go it's going to go from a melted chocolate consistency to a very unpleasant looking consistency because that butter and that oil doesn't want to mix with the water that we already have in there. So those two don't mix. It's going to look very weird. This is where our next couple ingredients come in play. We need to add in something to combine these things. So we're going to go ahead and add these eggs in because they're going to emulsify the process. And by emulsifying it, we're going to get both of these ingredients to blend together. So I always say that the eggs are pretty much like a marriage counselor. Gets those two people together who, you know, sometimes don't really work out that well, but it makes it work and it comes together and it works out in a good way. 
So in this case, our eggs are going to do that. We're going to use some egg yolks and whole eggs, though. So one trick that I learned from America's Test Kitchen and I took with me is that by adding in egg yolks in addition to your regular eggs, all of that extra moisture that we just put in with our oil and butter. Sometimes if you bake brownies, you notice that it's really greasy on the bottom of the pan. All of that grease state stays in the actual brownie now because that extra egg yolk keeps it in. Now, as far as watching your waistline, that's not good for you. But as far as flavor, it's great. Because you get all you know of that what? great this flavor is, inside. Yeah, this is a different show. We're gonna yeah, a whole different. We're not show. here watching anybody anybody's waistline. <laughs> so after you get that in, the only other thing you want to do right now is adding your vanilla because rule of thumb also it's just along with the salted butter and unsalted butter. When you're baking, if you don't know when to add in ingredients, if you have vanilla in the recipe and you also have eggs in the recipe, go ahead and add your vanilla in with your eggs. They always can go in with the eggs with no problem at all. So we go ahead and add those in. And now our chocolate looks more like an actual chocolate base again because the oil and the water is a complete mixture. So before we move on to our next couple steps, let's jump back in here. We know where you guys are from now. We know how you got started. Now I just want to know for the people out there, so how has dancing pretty much change your lives for the positive and the negatives. Like if you were talking to a student, both of you guys kind of teach and you, even if you don't teach directly, both of you guys are really big influencers and people look up to you as far as dancing. So if you're talking to new students or people that are looking to become dancers, what are some positive and negatives you would say to them? Becca, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go right ahead. Um, I think it's tough because with the entertainment world, I think it's sometimes we forget that sometimes it's not about your talent or your ability. So you could walk into an audition and they're looking for a very specific person. So they could say, you know, we're looking for a blonde that's five two, And I could be one of the best dancers in the room, but I have dark hair and I'm five eight. So like right away, they're not even going to like pay attention to me and I'm going to get cut. But it's not because I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, I don't have the ability to do the role. It's just that's not what they're looking for at that exact moment. So I think learning that in the beginning, like I was constantly like, I don't understand, like not saying I'm like, I'm so great. But I was like, you know, I'm one of the better people in the room, but I don't understand why I keep getting cut. Like it's, and it took me a minute to be like, it's not anything against me. It's just not what they're looking for at that exact moment. So I would say definitely like keep going and keep going and trying your best because there could be someone in the room that's like, you know what? I don't want you for this specific show or this specific role, but I could use you in X, Y, and Z because you are that for this specific show. Um, so I think that, and I think one of the harder things also is the standards of what people, I think it's getting better now, but like the shape of your body or the, your, your specific color or your height, or it's very like, it's touchy subject, but I think a lot of people don't know where they fit in. And I remember like first auditioning and hearing like, well, you're too big you would never do this because you're too big. 
And hearing that like constantly, like can really break people down and be like, I'm going to stop eating or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to, you know, chop all my hair off because they said my hair is distracting or. So I think having people in your life that have gone through the similar things and you can talk about it and be like, you need to like, just be yourself. And, you know, there is going to be that role for you. And they're not going to say you need to lose weight or you need to gain weight or you need to do this. Um, it's like, it's a hard, hard thing to like settle with, but you deal with it. Um, and then the good parts is again, like meeting wonderful people and getting to express yourself in a way that's not just like, I feel X, Y, and Z. Um, but getting to do something that you love and share it with other people. I think for all of us, we can say like, we've all met passengers and audience members that come up to us and say like, I felt everything you were saying, or like, I used to bake that with my grandmother or, you know, that food reminds me of when I was a kid or, you know, that song that you performed, like reminds me of my husband or my wife or like, and that I think is worth more than anything. So true. Um, I still have a fart in my throat. So (laughs) my gosh, it's so annoying. Um, well, um, I would say, so let me think which one I should stop first. I guess. You didn't think, you didn't I, think that I, before when we just, look, I, <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> so, um, I, am I, um, I guess the good thing I would say is the feeling of doing something that you feel like you were destined for that you're born to do. Um, I think is something that maybe sometimes you're already in it. You, you just don't know it, but when you come to that realization, it's very gratifying to know that you found your path because a lot of us will go through life hopping from one niche to the other and finding a job here and there and then maybe I should start this maybe I should start that and I've been through that in my mind but I've essentially been a dancer my my entire career my entire um, professional life I was very fortunate to always have a job you know except now (laughs) for this um, pandemic which you know caught everyone by surprise but um, yes especially after this I have found a new uh, thankfulness feeling in my heart for the life that I have lived this entire time. I was able to, um, you know, like I said, happen upon a profession that it was something that I just loved and then it became my life. And um, I have seen it like take over so many people's lives and just like transform it for the better, you know, Um, not to mention it's a very big like school for you to learn values in life that you will definitely need throughout the, your entire life and not always you're able to because you know you got out of your parents house too early you got married at 17 um you know what i mean so <laughs> there are things that, exactly so there are things that um i wouldn't be able to develop or be without you know have been a dancer and obviously not just the discipline in itself, but the people who I came in, in touch with and that helped shaping me in a certain way. But definitely uh, when Becca was talking about, you know, expressing yourself without needing words, um, 
I am a crazy person and I, with my friends, I'm very loud and, you know, like, um, over the top, but I am extremely shy and, uh, I know, believe it or not, I am, I really am. I'm not kidding. So I think that was also a good way for me to, to start getting my thoughts out without having to use my words, you know, and, um, your friends, you know who they are, your peers who are, you know, in touch with who you are and, and, you know, they will come up to you to, to express that they see you, you know what I mean? And that's a great, yeah. that's a great way for you to start developing the ability to speaking out, to start speaking out and to, you know, be, get in the habit to communicate with people when you need help or anything, whatever it is. So that's definitely one of the best things just to feel like you found that which you were destined for. Uh, I mean, the bad things, honestly, every, everything has, you know, it's bad side. Um, I honestly, um, wouldn't really be able to find something that's bad apart from, you know, the, the industry as at, at large, like Becca said, can be a little bit, um, tough with these peculiarities about casting and all that stuff. But I guess that the good thing that this year has brought us past year with all of this awareness that, you know, have been going on for the, the longest time, but finally got, you know, the whole world to look at, um, from the inside out. Um, I guess this is helping to, you know, rekindle the conversation and restart, you know, a, I don't know, a renewal of the concepts that we, you know, we believe in and we just don't practice always because there's always, you know, people with, there are big wigs, people with money that they are in power. So it's a, a larger discussion, but I, I'm glad that we are at a crossroads that we can talk about these things openly without feel like you can't express yourself for fear of retaliation. This is a time to have these conversations and this is a time for change. And then if this changes don't happen, the, the, the industry as a whole is going to get stuck in the past. You know what I mean? Because the whole, the whole world is moving forward. So I guess the bad, that's the bad size of the bad side of it, but, that's the bedside of every industry that you can, you know, that deals with that kind of situation. So. Yeah, true. I mean, I definitely, I think both of you guys had some great goods and bads, which like you say, there are bad things to everything, I guess. Um, especially with, because I know you guys from ships. Like I always, when people ask me about working on ships, I try to give them both sides because I never want to paint it to be one thing even if I think it's amazing. And then I also don't want to give you just all the bad because even in the bad times, you have good times. So, you know, just giving everybody a rounded aspect of it. Yeah. I will, I will say too, um, and I've talked about it when I've been on my friend TJ's podcast as a, as a guest is that one of the things that I learned so much, not only meeting you guys and becoming your actual friends, which is meeting singers and dancers and people in entertainment on ships is that your job is so much more difficult than the average person thinks because so much of it is behind the scenes. Like when we see you doing your 
quote unquote job, that's not all of it. And I don't think a lot of the general public thinks about that. Like we see if you're in a music video, we see you for three minutes and 50 seconds, but it doesn't take three minutes and 50 seconds to do that music video. So I think that's part of um, as a general public and myself included before doing America's Sex Kitchen and being an entertainment side, like it takes us out of the. Oh, well, you know, they're in entertainment. Their job's easy. You just show up and smile. And so I definitely think that that's um, something that if you are thinking about getting the entertainment side anyway, like listen to these guys and understand that the job is more than just the time you're on the stage because that's only a small portion of it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen Becca practicing. I've never seen Freddie practice, but I've seen Becca practicing all the time. Cool. And you know, know, a lot of practice. And it shows on stage that Becca practices a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. No, these guys, shows. They, they work hard. I feel like people don't realize, like, like Freddie started at 13 and he trained. And you don't see how many classes and hours and, like, bruises and cuts and all that stuff. Because when we're on stage, it's, like, glitz and glamour. And we're, like... Yeah and rhinestones and beautiful costumes and hair and makeup and like all of that. Like it's, I mean, and a lot of it is like, you know, the lighting people, they go to like, they train for that. They make our shows look beautiful. The set designers, like there's so many moving parts that people don't actually see during the show because it's just in front of them. But like we always say, like there's a full show going on backstage. And then prior to that, it's like, the directors and the choreographers coming up with X, Y, and Z and the set designers and the lighting and the tech and like the people backstage helping us. And there's so many things that go into it prior to a show even like being thought of. And then training from the time you were, you know, younger to whatever you're doing now. And that doesn't stop. Like the training doesn't stop. As soon as you finish a contract, you're like, back in class and trying to keep, you know, working out and making sure your body stays healthy. And because, and especially I think with this year, it's been very like, we we're all kind of just like sitting, waiting for the email, like, okay, we're going to start again. But (laughs) at that time, (laughs) you're like, well, I can't let, like, I have to stretch and I have to work out and make sure that when that time comes that I'm ready and I'm not going to like walk in and be like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. (laughs) It's it's definitely a different, like you said, I'm sure with cooking, it's the same thing. Like before you did your first show, I'm sure you went over it 5,000 times so that when you're in front of people saying things, you're not like, (laughs) you know? Well, it was um, my my situation. I started, whatever. (laughs) I started way later than you guys. Like I, I had, the thing was for me, the, it was a crash course because I had never done any entertainment. So I like when you become a chef, we basically without telling you, tell you that you're always going to be in the background. Like you, <laughs> there's no need for you to be out there. <laughs> like, <Right>. like <laughs> so it's completely different, but you had to like train to do. Yeah. I had to train that, that part. Yeah. Which is that, well, that's why I also like there's, there's friends of mine who are amazing chefs, like better than me. But when they asked me about the job, I was like, I don't, I don't particularly think it's right for you because I don't know if you're willing to put in even the work to do it because it looks like I'm on vacation every day. That's what you're saying. You know, I mean, without saying that, yeah, you know, just, yeah, it's it's a a different skill set. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think for Freddie too, like there are many people who are amazing performers, but when it comes to teaching it, like, it's just not for them. 
And like one of my best friends, she is an outstanding dancer. And then when you go into a studio and you're like, hey, do you want to choreograph something? She's like, nope, I'm not good at it. And I don't want to do it. Like, she's like, I know that's not me. But like dance wise, she's Mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful dancers I've ever seen. But she's like, I know that I'm not like, that's not for me. So it's very interesting that you say that because a lot of people are amazing at their craft, but when it comes to like speaking it or teaching it, it's like, it's not their thing. Yeah. And Jake, how is it for you to learn? How how was was, your self taught? (laughs) It was actually a little difficult, but I tell you the only reason why I think that I learned the scripts and other things, how I did was because I grew up writing poetry and I grew up like having the hobby of music. And so I, I learned my scripts the way that I would learn songs. And so that helped me in the the script department. Because that was my biggest, my biggest concern was getting on stage and having to talk by myself for 45 minutes and forgetting this script. And people looking at me like, what the, you know, so that, yeah. So are you going to let the listeners in into the facts that you are a rapper? Are they already? No, they don't. They don't need to know that. It's cool. I think I'm, I'm not. I'm not a rapper, so they. I'm posting. I'm posting false a link. narratives. I'm posting a link to your <laughs> to your latest work on when I share this. Well, I will say, you know what? Our listeners from season one actually know that I write stuff. I just don't ever put it out, but they they follow my TikTok. So if you follow my TikTok, you can see me on there doing certain. Becca, things you haven't seen character. it. I mean, you haven't heard it. You have this. This is not the podcast for this. Okay, this is- <laughs> we'll talk about this. I'm gonna become your agent, Drake. I'm not gonna work. <laughs> yes, you will. When you see people like making it rain, you'll be like, "Yes, I will." Anyway, Freddie. <laughs> but also to you guys' point, when you were talking about the your industry in general being a little bit, um. Well, we we just, you know, Broadway especially, like in that world, has definitely been called out in the last year with some of the discrepancies and the inconsistencies on how they approach having people. And you both talked about some experiences that you've at least seen, you know, where it's some race issues and weight issues and everything else. Do you think after everything that's happened this year and kind of shedding a light on it, that we're moving to a positive state of that? And more studios and more people are going to be body positive and more inclusive going forward? I do think so. And I do. I think with Hamilton coming on Disney Plus, I think like right after it came out, I was seeing so many videos of little kids saying like, that looks like me and I could do that one day. And I think like that warmed my heart more than anything. Cause I was like, as a kid, even with like the election this year, like, just so many kids being able to see themselves represent it, I think changes like the way they might see their future. Mm. So I'm hoping that with everything that it starts becoming easier and not easier, but you know, more representation happening. Um, I think to be honest, I feel like some, not a lot, but some progress has already been made just in the period of time that we've been dancing. So I, mm-hmm. there's no way I, I won't believe that the future is going to be better. I know that it's not, you know, 
at the pace that we always hope that there is. And and I also know that if we don't keep a close look, if we don't, if we're not watching, sometimes things can retrograde a little bit and go back to what they yeah. were. Um, so it's important that we have people who are always hopping on the same note because it's important because it's something that we can't, you know, just slip under the rug or take lightly. So, um, but I think, I, I definitely think that this is going to definitely help. Um, and, you know, I feel like the dance community has always been so famed for being like this huge family. We always, we are always so like quick absorbing people in and loving people and becoming really close mm -hmm. and, you know, brothers and sisters and all that stuff. So I guess this is a great, need time to express that brotherhood that sisterhood and that you know show up for one another because you know the fight is every, it's everyone's fight really we know that that's cool you said about hamilton too though because i when i was mentioning earlier about the whole rich ray thing like i've always felt like a lot of the stuff i wanted to do i had to make my own path because i didn't see myself doing it you know and i don't think people that have never seen representation understand that like you know like i know superheroes exist but it's also one of those things like it's really cool if as a little kid you see one it looks like you because then it gives you the the vision and like that you can do it too so yeah i think that that's also why like i want to do this with people you know and i try to i i honestly feel like we are not we're not responsible for how kids are raised, but we are kind of responsible for showing them that there's a way to do certain things. Okay. Like, so I try to like, try to do stuff and, you know, out here <laughs> as much yeah, as I it's can. True. It's, like, <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, like I said, with the election, like I'm watching, like I'm right now, I'm a nanny and like a homeschool teacher. And to see, two little girls look at the TV and say like, I could be the president or I could be the vice president. And like actually seeing a woman there yeah. who's doing it was just like, so cool. Like when I was little, I was never like, Oh yeah, I could be the president. Like I was like, no, like that's not even an option, yeah. but like they get to grow up knowing that they could do that. So I think like with that in mind, like I was like, that's so cool. Like to see like, now they're actually thinking, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. Instead of being like, well, that's not a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's where everything starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gives yeah. it a little spark. Well, all right, guys, we um, need to go ahead and get our brownies in the oven. Speaking of sparks here, because we need to start cooking. It's a common my theme on my spark, show man. where <laughs> I never, you know, we were like halfway through. We haven't even started cooking these brownies yet, guys. <laughs> So we do have everything in our bowl so far, and we are back to a great consistency because we have those eggs in there. Now we need to go ahead and start adding in some flavor. So now we can go ahead and add in our peanut butter. Just a little bit. These are not peanut butter brownies. These are one of those kind of things where it gives you a little notes of peanut butter. Also adds to that creaminess. We're going to add in some sugar here. And the amount of sugar that we're adding in looks like a lot, but... I always mentioned that we have not added in anything prior to this with sugar besides the small amount of peanut butter we added in. So we're not adding in too much sugar. We're going to add in some flour and salt. And all of these things combined will give us the structure of the brownie. So without this, we don't have an actual structure there. We just have fudge. So we want it to have some structure. And we're switching to from our whisk 
over to a spatula. That way, when we add in the flour, we're not whisking it too much. Because if you've heard about that G word called gluten that everybody's afraid of, it actually comes from when we overmix flour or we add water to flour, we give it a protein matrix. So just like any protein that you cook, when you cook chicken into too much, then it gets a little stiff and a little tough. Same thing happens to flour. So when you overmix flour, it becomes tough. And that is something we don't want. We wanted to make sure that we have a soft and very pillow-like brown here. Is there so, a pillow-like? That is a new one, Drake. <laughs> Would you use a specific sugar or flour? Because with you talking about gluten, just wondering. Which uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you because Freddie talked. Oh. You go ahead again. Oh. <laughs> Would you use a specific sugar or flour? Oh, great question. Oh, gluten and stuff. Great question, Becca. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, so you would, then this particular recipe, we're using just granulated sugar. So white granulated sugar. And this is also because if you have brownies that have that nice crust on the top, so it's like they crack over the top. It's a little different color. That's usually from making it with granulated sugar. So the sugar rises to the top and you have that, that last layer. So I like that portion of it. And then also we're adding in all-purpose flour, and that's because we're not adding any leaveners. So the eggs are natural leaveners, but we're not adding in any baking powder or baking soda. So all-purpose flour will give you some of that baking powder in there to give you some extra leavening there. Perfect. And then last but not least, guys, we need to fold in our last three ingredients, which are going to be our semi-sweet chocolate chips, our white chocolate chips, and our macadamia nuts. Now, I'm adding macadamia nuts because I love macadamia nuts after living in Hawaii. Kind of fell in love with them. But you but can also add... Expensive. They are expensive. So you can <laughs> add in any any nuts that you like and this recipe will work. The only ones I would ask you to stay away from would be pecans. And that's only because pecans usually absorb a lot of moisture. So we don't uh, we don't want to add in too many pecans here because they will absorb some of your moisture and you have a drier brownie. So if you do add in pecans, you would do half the amount so you don't have too much moisture absorbed. Wait, is that how you say pecan? I'm from Georgia, so we say pecans. pecans. Brazilian person. <laughs> Look, I'm American, okay? Just so you know. Oh yeah, you are American clear. now. <laughs> Pecan. <laughs> Just so you know, I actually have um, Brazilian listeners, so they're going to come after you for that comment you made earlier about Brazil. Just wait. Your information I mean, is going to be on rough. this episode. <laughs> uh, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm going to need to see the final product after the editing, all right? Yeah. I always like for so it to be know. a surprise. When surprise. I edit it, it's Long just going to be me and Becca. Me and Becca is going to be the only people on the episode when I edit it. Can you imagine? <laughs> And I'll be the cleaning lady. <laughs> You're gonna be like, oh, what's that guy? The um Terry Crews. He thought he was in a movie and then he took his family to the premiere and they cut his whole part out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I didn't know about that story. That's so sad. You don't don't your dad do that to me. <laughs> you know, it's only six hour drive. I will come after you. <laughs> 
So after we get all this into the bowl, we're going to go ahead and put it into our baking pan and get it in the oven. So the only trick here, which is another one I learned from America's Test Kitchen, is that if you put two layers of aluminum foil into your pan and then spray your pan, then we have enough structure to pick the brownies up so they can cool out of the pan. It also saves you from having to scrub that pan down because you won't cut your brownies inside of the pan. So just simply put two layers of aluminum foil down. Spray your pan with pan spray. We're going to scrape this into the pan and pop it into the oven. They're not going to cook for too long. They only cook for about 30 minutes, but the cooling process is going to take longer. So we need to get them in so we can take them out. And now I'll walk you through that process. And so while I enter our bellies, (laughs) while they are cooking, we just touched on a lot of different things in the dance community. And you guys have given a lot of tips already for new and upcoming dancers out there. For dancers who are out there now who have been working like you guys have been working, I know that um, for us as chefs, there's an unwritten hierarchy of chefs where like and it's it's kind of like where the outside world looks at it a little bit. And we also kind of look at it where if you're a chef in a certain place, like you're better than another chef with the world of dance is, is there a hierarchy of dancers like if you work at a theme park and i work on broadway am i am i looking at you like you're less than or what what is the breakdown of the dance community for me i, I think mean, do you want to go <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm not shy now i think it really <laughs> depends on the person so someone's top of the, you know, their like career goal is I want to be, you know, a singer in a theme park where someone else could say, I want to be a lead on Broadway or a swing on Broadway where another person could say, I'm, you know, cruise ship is my like end all be all. So I think it just depends on the person, but that's just my personal opinion. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like if you were judging your fellow performer, because of what the, their choice is or where they found themselves to fit in is you're doing it wrong, brother or sister. You just need to, you know, stay on your lane, focus on your gig. Um, I believe that um, whatever you were placed or whatever you found yourself to be your path, be fruitful there, be useful there, inspire people there. Um, we can't look down at any type of performing job because, yeah. well, first of all, because there's nothing to to look down at, you know. Um, it's a respectable job, just like the ones on Broadway. Um, a pay scale doesn't necessarily mean that the job that you're doing is good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different job. It's in a different scale. It's for a different audience. And with that being said, there are many people that were on Broadway that are now doing gigs that are not brother gigs because that's what I, what's available for them. And a lot of people who are on brother right now came from sometimes cruise ships or theme parks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. look at Jennifer Hudson. She came from carnival cruise lines. So I think that if you, if your, if your mindset is uh, that you only accomplish something, if you get to Broadway or if you get to a, a gig that, you know, pays you, you know, crazy amounts of money. Um, I think that you, your view about your career is a little bit skewed. Just pay attention to how you can, you know, fruit, like be 
good at what you're doing and inspire people and grow within your job. Um, we on ships are lucky enough to do sometimes three or four different productions in one contract, um, which is amazing. In seven months, you have three to four different shows to, you know, grow in and in a change. But if you're in a Broadway show, you're doing that from Monday through, I mean, however many days a week you do that. And that's all you do for the run of the show or for as long as they will keep you in that run. So it's it's the way that you look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I guess some people would say that they would prefer to do one type of job. Some people say that they would prefer to do another. But that's all of these are options for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I, I asked too because I, I've heard, I've been on some of you guys' cast chats. And then I've also <laughs> done my Q&As on ships. And for you guys who don't know, after my shows, I talk to my guests on ships. And then after these guys finish dancing on before a day before they have to actually dance again, they have to go out and talk to guests. And sometimes the general public, as we mentioned earlier, you know, they don't know a lot of things. And this is not to bash either side, but this is one of those times where I'm trying to have a conversation to help people understand and I think the biggest thing is, is that I've I've heard them ask you guys like, so when are you gonna get on? So you think you can dance? Or and they ask me like, you know, like when are you gonna get on TV? And like you both just expressed, I don't think people sometimes look at like what somebody actually wants. You're looking at you're you're projecting what you want them to do versus what they want to do. And it's cool that you guys both are on the same page with that. And like it's not a the hierarchy is is specifically in those people's brains and not in real life. Like there's actually no hierarchy in real life. It's just what you guys are projecting onto other people. So true. Which is cool. I was gonna say, um, for you guys talking about like, you know, doing what you want to do and expressing it in different ways. One of the things that I learned by working with you guys is that you have to learn different styles of dance. And that is something that a lot of people don't understand as well. So in a general public, like when you're teaching dance or when you are, even when you guys are learning dance, like how many styles do you think people should have in their repertoire? Like if you, if you gave them like a starter pack. (laughs) As many as you can. That's exactly what it is. And I think always know like, the people next to you have so much knowledge that you may not have and use that knowledge and share your knowledge. I think when we started learning a ballroom show, like we were in workshops and my partner was a ballroom dancer shout out John Juan. Like he was John Juan. Yeah. Like he's a beautiful, beautiful dancer in general but he had so much knowledge on ballroom dancing and I had zero. So I would like, after our day was done, I constantly would say to him, like, can you go to the gym with me and just like work on like my body placements with me so that I'm doing it correctly. And mm-hmm. we spent hours together, just like learn it. Like, cause I had no idea. And I was like, yeah, fake it till you make it for sure. But like, I wanted to better myself. And he was an incredibly, amazing partner and I think it grew our partnership and chemistry through being partners in the show like so 
So always be willing to share your knowledge and always be willing to ask for help with the people that are next to you. Awesome. Now that's, that's great advice overall, like in any, any um, job or career. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, like, especially in, in, in my field, and my field is very like bad because people will be like, well, I don't want to share my recipes. And it's just like you, it, your recipes, like my recipes are are not like golden. Like, first of all, no one's going to even follow it to the T. So they're going to change it. Like, you know, so it's just like share your knowledge and absorb that. the knowledge. So. <laughs> but I, I say that because I can't cook. So if I don't follow things to the T, they turn out horrible. I know that people who who have a good idea of cooking, they can improvise a little bit because they know what they're doing, not me. Um, about the to piggyback on what Becca just said, since I have a, um, the fame of being a piggybacker, um, sometimes that will be the defining factor whether or not you get a job. Um, sometimes you can be a, a beautiful dancer and then you go for the audition and then you. You go through the first phase and then you go back and then you then the callback is a, you know, a ballroom combination and you have never done ballroom in your life. You know, like Becca said, yes, fake it till you make it. But if there's somebody that has that knowledge um, and that person will look legit like somebody who actually know what they're doing rather than faking till you're making, um, sometimes that person can get a job over you. And that's something that could be easily avoided if you just, you know, give yourself the opportunity to experiment on that, also on that category, on that style. So it doesn't mean that you have to spend your entire life jumping from one style to the other, but to to experience the most diverse, you know, set of skills that you can and to, you know, apply yourself in, in learning and doing classes and, you know, like Becca said, getting together with people that are pros that, that have excelled in some specific style, uh, that will set you apart for sure. Yeah, I think allow yourself to be uncomfortable. And like yeah. go to a class you like would normally be like, oh, I'm going to take, you know, theater jazz because that's what I take every Thursday allow yourself to go into a different class that you may not be comfortable in and be like, okay, like, let's do it. Let's, let's try something different because you never know what a choreographer or a director is going to come in and say. So it's, it's better to like have at least your toe into something rather than just walk in and be like, well, here I am. Yeah. (laughs) I was very thankful for John Juan to like, and he was so like kind to me and being like, do it again, do it again. Like this is like, and just being patient with me. And it was like, I'm very thankful and blessed for that moment. Notice she didn't say you taught her anything. Just John one. I just want you to. She was also in love with him. Let's be, let's be honest. She was I mean, who's not in love with John one though? Becca. (laughs) Yes. She was like, John one is, it was eye candy too. Wasn't it? Becca? (laughs) We oh, she's shy now. No, so <laughs> many things. No, but I feel like you learn, even if it's not through your craft. Like you learn so much from other people that are around you. You know, whether they are next to you in your job or someone that just like comes in and may say that your restaurant, and you just have a conversation with them. 
So, well, that's for sure. I have learned a lot from Becca on that note. And I that. have, and I. What is that? I said, and I of Freddie. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Here we go. We're gonna there be mushy. <laughs> I learned a lot from um from you guys and other entertain like in my first contract. I learned a lot from all you guys because one of the things was just keep my cardio up because of speaking and cooking so much on stage and actually having the breath control to actually keep the conversation going, um, yeah. which is something I never even thought about. So, but even yeah. like you would come and see our shows and then we would come and see yours like that support. And like, yes, we were friends, but like, before we were like very close friends, like seeing that support from each other is like very respectful and like, okay, like, yeah, maybe your show's in the middle of the day and I'm like doing X, Y, and Z, but I will make the time because you made the time for me. So I think that alone like shows a lot in your character. Thank you. Thank you. Shows I'm better than Freddie. Um, (laughs) I love you, Freddie. It's a war. (laughs) so the last thing we have to do is take our brownies out of the oven and the thing here is that i mentioned earlier is that they do need to cool and the process of cooling takes a little while because we want to cool in the pan and then out of the pan this is for the fact that we want to make sure that our brownies cook all the way through but then we also don't want them to overcook so we want to cool them in the pan for the next 30 to 45 minutes and this will make sure that everything is completely cooked. But then we want to pick them up with the pick them up with the aluminum foil that we just did earlier and take them out of the pan completely and put them on a cooling rack so they can cool down without overcooking. Is this where the ribbons come in? Yes, the ribbons come in now. Good time, good time. The ribbons come in now because <laughs> if we let them cool inside of the pan first, then that chocolate, the white chocolate chips and the chocolate chips are going to start to melt. But then we take them out of the pan and then they cool down super fast and then we have ribbons of chocolate throughout the brownies. So before we serve these brownies, guys, we do want to go ahead and wrap this up with some cool tips and tricks. So you guys have... I've enjoyed already what you've already said, and it's been well-rounded. I feel like as a new dancer, as a current dancer, somebody who has no idea about the entertainment world, like some questions have been answered and given a lot of insight today. And for your personal journeys, though, where do you want to go next in the dance world? Like, where do you see yourself going and what do you, what's just your next short-term and long-term goal? Working on ships, we were able to, you know, keep coming without having to stop and audition again for the next job. We always had that, you know, steady flow of work, which has been, you know, a huge blessing because the norm is that you spend a lot of job, a lot of time auditioning, and then you spend a small amount of time performing and then you go back to the audition life. We lucked out to always be constantly working and that is obviously a blessing, but, um, that people may not take that for granted, especially after times like this, you know what I mean? Like when you go back to work and when you have that job that you know that it's special and that you're able to just keep coming back, treat that with the utmost respect and, you know, love that it deserves because it can slip right under, you know, your feet, your feet. And then 
it's just like right now it's unfortunate but it's unfortunate but right now it's just a memory you know what i mean so yeah yeah i agree with freddie i think for many performers out there like there's always that point in your life where you say okay like when is this going to be the quote-unquote end of my career um, as a performer and I think through not being able to have that job so many of us crave it and are like this isn't the end like I maybe I have thought about it but like I, I need to perform for a little while longer so I definitely feel I want to be performing as much as I can for as long as I can but I also you know would love to start a family and who wants to see a big belly shaking it on stage. I mean, Not Cardi B did it, so late. you know. <laughs> Wait, is she pregnant? Hello, like no way, <laughs> like not happening. She but, was at Coachella backing it up. I'm just saying, you know, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> that skirt just okay. You need to tell me. You need to tell me to sit down. You need to like video call me. Don't do like you did when you told me that you're getting married. <laughs> She called me just out of the blue and she's like, guess what? I'm getting married. I was like, no, I screamed. I, I was at, I was at uh, Vancouver port. I was inside of the port waiting to go back on the ship. I screamed so loud. Everybody looked at me. I was like, Becca, I'm shaking. <laughs> she's like, babe, I'm getting married. I was like, you can't do this to me. <laughs> oh, no. So I think with starting a family, I mean, so many people you know, have kids and still perform, which I would love to do. But I think in years to come, I would love to like be able to teach or be an assistant or, you know, eventually choreograph or direct my like with people. Um, but I want to perform as long as I can until my knees and my back give out. <laughs> I would say just another projection onto people. I would say that both you guys would be amazing teachers and producers and casting directors because you, you know, like I, I struggle in the entertainment world as I get more into it, that the fact that most people that are casting for these roles have never done them. And so it's great to have people like you that actually know what goes into these things to, you know, also because it, it's nuances about things like you both are amazing dancers. So if you hire people to go on cruise ships, you also can kind of notice that people are right for a ship because I always tell people like working on a cruise ship is two jobs. It's whatever job you're hired for. And then it's also working on a ship. Yeah. And some people can be great at that specific job but some people are just not great at working on a ship so just like those little nuances that you have and that knowledge that you have and i think that you guys would be great at like all kind of things in the dance world so i'm excited to see what comes out of it but i do agree with you i think one of the choreographers that we've gotten to work with melanie lewis like she's still working you know mm -hmm. as a professional dancer and i think that's what makes the difference as when she's choreographing like she still understands like yeah, you know what? You're going to need a minute here to like take a breath and it's going to be hard, but like then you're going to push through and make it because she's still doing it. So I, I definitely agree with you with that. Well, all right, guys, we are coming to the end here. So we can finally cut our brownies up and get ready to serve. Now, before we cut the brownies, I always do like to mention people when you're doing things like brownies or cakes or cookies, 
or not cookies, but anything you have to cut into um, different pieces, you do want to make sure that you think about it for a second. <laughs> it, it seems very easy, but brownies are usually rectangular. You want to make sure that each piece is at least relatively the same size. So I always try to just do it as simple as possible. If you have never cut brownies before, always just work your way out from the middle to the end. So think about it as a kid. If you have to split your items between two siblings, cut it halfway down, then half the next cut, half the next cut, and do the same thing perpendicular to those cuts. So do it long ways, short ways, you end up with the square brownies and boom, you got brownies. <laughs> the other great thing about this recipe is that you can actually freeze these brownies for up to three months. And that's because of the items that we put inside of there. No preservatives, just straight good food here. And the fat content from the oil and the butter keeps it so that they will not dry out in the freezer. So you just want to put them into an airtight Ziploc bag, pop them in your freezer, and then bring them out anytime you want to taste them. So you can make this ahead of time and have good treats all the way throughout the season. Wow. Oh my gosh. Is there a pairing of wine you would have with this? You know, I like to pair chocolate with red wine, of course. And I think a good cab works really well with brownies. So I would definitely recommend a Cabernet with this. No, just just me. (laughs) So as we're wrapping up today, I would like to thank my guest co-host once again for joining me and shedding some light on the dance industry, the entertainment industry, even some things that I never knew. And before we get out of here, please leave everybody with your social media links and how to get in touch with you. Also, if there's any last things you want to say to leave the audience with today, guys. Um, this is hard. That I don't said think- that's over already. I know. Um, you know, I think since, since the, the common recurring theme of every topic becomes, you know, the times that we are living now, I guess, what I'm taking away from this whole conversation is that this has exposed, you know, how fragile things are and how, you know, it's easy for you to take things for granted sometimes or not give the proper value to the things that you have currently in your life, um, in your hands, in you know, your friends, your job. Um, so I guess taking your time to appreciate everything that you have, even in times like this, where sometimes, you know, you might feel like you don't have much because what you used to have is not here, but you do have something. And I'm sure if you look into your life right now, as is, you'll find it. So give thanks. And uh, when the world opens back up and you're able to go back to that, which you actually were born to do or that you always wanted to do, and that's your life that you find a new appreciation for it, that you look at it with fresh eyes. Um, I guess that's what I would like to say about that. Um, I think through this year, year and whatever months we have to come, um, just to appreciate the stillness and be okay with being uncomfortable with not being able to do your normal life. Um, And like Freddie said, appreciate your friends and family, like they're the treasures in your life. And, you know, the last time I saw Freddie was the day I walked off the ship, February 2nd. 
which was over a year ago now. And it's like that hour, two hours we spent together. Like now I look back and I'm like, I wish I spent more time and like, you know, had that moment and like appreciated it more because I never thought a year would pass and it would just be like us talking on the phone. Like, Hey, I haven't seen you. <laughs> like I know it's insane. appreciating those moments that you have with people. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I felt like that about spending a few hours with Drake just like two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, like two, three weeks ago. When I told him to spend a night, ago, but Drake he didn't want to spend a night. So, you know. <laughs> Look, I wasn't prepared. You know, I've, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a barista too. I'm a real estate agent and a barista. And I've been waking up at butt crack of dawn, 3.30 a.m. to go to Starbucks. So I don't want to hear it. But anyway, uh, I spent some time with Drake and two of his friends, which it was just such a joy to meet. Uh, and then I left. And the minute that I left, I already felt like I didn't, you know, enjoy it as much as I could that I could have. And, you know, because there were two other people there. So me and Drake barely visited like just one on one. You know what I mean? Like we didn't talk about our personal stuff. And I it just felt like so I, I was still in the car coming home and I was already like, oh, my gosh, it was so nice seeing you. I'm sorry we didn't read it properly. You know, spend time or say goodbye. And it's so true because. When you look back, you're like, the moment's already passed. Like, I was in the car, and but I was just a few minutes ago with Drake. So yeah. it is it is definitely like, something to not... When we were like, together, it was like we always made it a point to, like, try to see each other. And I think that means more than anything. Like, even if it was 10 minutes in Panera, like, it was, like, just yeah. getting to, like, <laughs> hug you and be like, oh, my God, how are you? Like, I miss your face. Like, those moments, now it's, like you know, almost two years and you're like, oh my God, I just want those 10 minutes. Like just to be like, do you want to buy a cookie together? Like (laughs) just those little things that, and like you guys know, I do like one second every day and like, I'll go back and like watch videos. And I'm like, you know, those little seconds, like it just like flew by. And it's like those memories, like you can't kick. Do you still do that? Yeah. Yeah, well, but I I agree with both you guys, though, like it's especially working on ships and getting to know you guys then like this year also like kind of taught me to appreciate things so much more like and it's not like I I didn't feel like I I wasn't appreciating my friends and family and the things I was doing, but it just kind of made me reflect on it. And I was like, man, I even miss Alaska. I'm just like, (laughs) you know, I, I would complain about, you know, and I'm just like, I got so in so used to it and you've mentioned it a couple times now like being uncomfortable pushes you to like move into a different mind state and so it just this uncomfortableness that all of us have felt this past year made me just be like you know what going forward i really need to make an effort to make sure that those times i get to spend with you guys and other people i appreciate it in the moment and not think about it for a future you know memory for sure. And always tell people you love them. Yes. So, you know, I love you guys. I just want to tell you guys I love you guys. And please leave everybody you. with your social media handles and how they can get in touch with you and find you out there. Um, All right. so- I'm Fred Freitas once. Oh, go ahead, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> go, Jack. Okay. Go, Becca. Go. No, it's fine. Go ahead, Fred Freitas. Go ahead. You hesitated. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Back Mine is period Dorman period dance. So B E C C A period D O R M A N period dance. Period. Period. Um, I'm Fred F R E D Freitas F R E I T A S one seven. That's it. Um, yes, people say Fritas all the time. Fritas like French fries, but it's just Fred. F-R-E-D, Freitas, F-R-E-I-T-A-S, one seven. That's it. You can find me on Insta. That's the easiest way. Awesome. Ideals meals, Papa Fritas. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just splurging that Spanish. That's my favorite. That's my favorite phrase to say. I don't know anything else. Uh (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys once again, and I had a blast. And always remember that there will be new episodes every week coming to you. And please check these guys out, and I hope you had a great day. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. <laughs>